found out something quite worrying today before we start. Here we go. Um, found out that when the revolution comes, um, I won't be, we won't be able to count on Zoe oh, no. to join the ranks to man the guillotines. <laughs> Why not? So, okay. So I was in the office today. She picked me up. Uh, we stopped off at the cart and raided the reduced section. Uh, found some absolute bargains. That's not part of the story. Uh, got home and she rushed in. I can say this because she never listens to the podcast. It's fine. She rushed off to the toilet. Um, and she's, she's like, oh, she came out and she's like, oh, I need, I've needed that all day. And I said, why don't you, why don't you go? Why don't you go at work then? And she said, she never goes for a poo at work. So if she's not willing to take a dump on company time, um, I don't think we can count on her in the great revolution. It's literally the smallest act of rebellion you can have in capitalism. Exactly. It's, it's one of the few privileges Western working people have. Have you seen uh, Amazon tried to time. make some devices that can track... Um, pe- basically, the idea is that people would wear them around their necks like a necklace type thing when they're working. Uh-huh. And it would track things like that so if if you were taking too long it would tell your bosses and produce a spreadsheet about why you deserve to be sacked it's it's dear yeah, that is that is too far no, just let not. people poo on company time it's the only thing we've got it is let us have it but apparently zoe doesn't uh, re- refrains from that privilege and i i don't understand why i have to have a long talk with her about it <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 202 of uh, Labs Gamer Radio. I forgot the name of the podcast for a second there. Um, I'm Mark Hamer. I'm, uh, I'm your host and I'm joined by Mr. Nick Case and Mr. Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello, gentlemen. Sorry, my brain's a bit frazzled today, so I apologize. Hello. How are you all doing? Hello. I would, very much, I would very much like some frazzles now. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, frazzles that right. taste bad. Frazzles are bad. They're not bad. <laughs> and every bacon-flavoured crisp tastes like ass. Mm. Now, I know it's you haven't had bacon for a long time, so you might not remember what it tastes like. But bacon crisps don't... Well, to be fair, to be honest, most most crisps that are meat-flavoured don't taste like the meat that they are. No. Prawn cocktail doesn't taste like prawn. No. Well, um, Prawn cocktail tastes like, taste um, like tomato ketchup, which is why mm-hmm. they're great. Um, chicken yeah. ones taste like thyme. Uh, usually, yes, not um, chicken, not chicken. I'm not sure. I I was never sure what barbecue tasted like, but it wasn't not barbecue. It doesn't even taste like barbecue sauce. No, no, doesn't. Uh, but frazzles are okay. When our local cinema does um, what are basically frazzles, they're called cracks, K R A X, and they're okay. like a warmed up version of a frazzle, and they are the best cinema snack I have ever had. Um, mm. Yeah, I've tried to. I try to refrain them. from crunchy cinema snacks. Yeah, well, th- this is the thing: you go to the cinema, you get some popcorn or some cracks or whatever, whatever nachos. The nachos are terrible because the dips are always warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, the nacho cheese is like piss. Yeah, but but anyway, you, 
I always figure you get snacks for before the movie, not during the movie, unless you're watching literally a popcorn movie. Um, yeah. That, but yeah, I, I always, if I've not finished the snacks before the, the movie, I'll just put them down. And if the movie gets boring or there's no one around me, then I'll pick it up and start munching again. I'm one of those perverts that takes grapes to the cinema. That is a bit weird. Wow. Mm, I know, but they're tasty and they're quiet. And they they keep you like, um, like they're quite keep nice you hydrated as well. Hydrated, yeah. yeah. Without going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm like uh, getting thirsty in the cinema is the thing that happens to me more than, more often than not. And then I'm like, I really don't want to have to go to the lobby yeah. and buy one of their stupidly expensive drinks and miss a chunk of the film. The worst thing these days is because apparently movies have to be uh, mandated to be at least two hours long. Um, is the the danger of drinking too much and needing the toilet and missing some of it? Yeah, it's it's yeah. a delicate balance. But last time I went to the cinema, I took, and this is for two of us, but I took like a two liter bottle of water and four cans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just you've got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared for everything. These are empty, um, so you can piss into them. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, a lot of liquid. <laughs> no, I just piss on the floor. Uh, it's just, I wouldn't do that. Our cinema world's actually quite nice. They've got comfy chairs that recline. We've they're, got. They're not um, leather. They're like got a new one fake leather. Soon, uh, it's opening in September. Okay. I'm quite looking forward to it. The one I went to on Sunday, literally, I had no armrest, uh, which was fun. Yeah, I saw that photo. That was grim. When I last time I went to the Odeon. The, this was the last time I went. To, uh, I, I will ever go to an Odeon because fuck Odeon. Uh, was to see the last Avengers film, which is like three and a half hours long or something stupid like that. And the seat was broken so that the, the seat cushion was like tipped slightly forward. Mm. So I was sat on a slope. Oh wow! For three and a half hours, I'm, uh, I'm gonna. I wanted to die. I'm. I'm gonna do a. Um, what's that thing called? confession here i'm gonna make a confession here we go 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 for it i never watched avengers endgame i just read the synopsis on wikipedia because i couldn't be bothered to sit through three hours you really didn't miss out no it wasn't that great i couldn't be bothered to watch sit through three hours of the film and i figured it gets spoiled for me anyway so i thought i might as well just read it on my own volition Mm. that was the point where i was like you know what i think i'm done with the marvel cinematic universe yeah i've not watched as a whole i don't think i've watched any i've watched one division uh and Mm. i've watched loki i haven't watched that excellent loki was loki was great i didn't bother with um black widow i didn't bother with hawkeye there's a new um, Doctor Strange I'm not bothered with. Um, I'll get around to the Spider-Man. That looks really interesting to me. Oh, does it? Yeah, I've, I I've literally it not Sam seen Raimi. anything about it. Yeah, oh, is it? Sam Raimi. It goes places. Oh, yeah. yeah, it goes quite hard. Okay, I might mm-hmm. have to watch it then. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm interested in watching it. Um, I've still not even watched the latest Spider-Man, and that's coming from me, who is that was the biggest decent. Spider-Man fan on this podcast. That was decent. Um... I saw the... Well, we're talking about films. I saw The Batman. Okay. Um, and, like, I have a difficult relationship with the character of Batman um, because, uh, as Reginald D. Hunter once so eloquently put it, Batman is like a conservative's wet dream. He's like a multi-millionaire, no, billionaire guy 
who like has access to all this equipment and technology and uses it to beat up on street level criminals. Yep. Um, but that being said, um, the Batman is the second best Batman film I've ever seen. I think okay. second only to the Dark Knight. Okay. Uh, and I think um, after after being like Robert Pattinson's not going to be a shit Batman. It's fucking Robert Pattinson. He's like he's a great actor, but he's not Batman. Uh, I think he's better than Christian Bale. Oh. It, like he's he's he like I can take him more seriously as Batman than Christian Bale because he's not doing the I'm not wearing hockey pads voice. Yeah. Um, and the costume doesn't look so dumb, and he doesn't sound like he's got like uh like he's like got a cold all the time. Uh, it's like it's dark and it's brooding and it takes its time. And it's very good. I would highly recommend watching it. Um, I'm thoroughly surprised by that. Um, coming back to crisps, just very briefly, because um, it just popped into my head. Because I don't, I don't get to get these very often. Because like, you don't go to the pub very often. I only ever see them at the pub. Scampi fries. Mm. Never had them. Yay or nay? I've seen them at the pub. You never had but them. I've never had them. They are very good. And I only ever seen it in a pub. I never see them for sale in supermarkets or anything. So, mm. and I don't go to the pub very often. I really so like I'm, those I'm um, on... pretzel bites that are the Cinder's pretzel bites or something. They come in jalapeno flavor, and they're just like oh nice, um, crunchy. They're bruschetta. like little dry, little crunchy pretzels. jalapeno-y bruschetta. Is how I can best describe mm-hmm. it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, you can buy them in Tesco. I'm currently a big fan of uh, sour cream and jalapeno kettle chips. Yep. Wow. Very good. Yeah. Well worth. Check them out. Get get in them. Crisp Stick chat. your face in them like like a horse. <laughs> um, before we talk about video games, uh, we have all gotten ourselves in different ways into unnecessarily expensive and questionably needed bits of technology. Yeah. Uh, over the last couple of weeks. Chaz, you bought a new graphics card? Yes, mate. I bought myself a 3060. I mean, yours is the most necessary. Yeah, the most necessary. Out of all of us. Yeah, I basically, I have an old, well, an old-ish creaking machine, and I just need it to last at least another year until I have the money to upgrade all the other bits inside. A new PC, because I've got the case. I've got it's the, not even uh, a case of money board. still. It's like... Uh, availability still. Well, this is it, right? But yeah, mm. so the idea is is soon I will have a processor and a motherboard. I have a case and I have a power supply and I now have a 3060. So in theory, I could join, vaguely join the, the next wave of the PC Master Race. But um, yeah, I'm just buying it, buying bits in very, very slow, slow amounts. So yeah, but at, chucking it in my machine... You know, I'm getting like 100 frames a second out of most of the games I'm I'm running. Like the the i7 mm-hmm. I've got is holding its holding up its end of the bargain. So like, yes, yeah, it's, mm. it's really decent. It's like I've got a tw- I've got 12. Well, 3060 of- is like it's no slouch. No, not at like, all. Like I had this discussion with um, friend of the pod Gare, uh when he was building his PC recently, and he was like, um, "Oh, I've gone for like a did he, I think he got a 3060, didn't mm. he? I think so." I'm not sure if you got, I think the you got a 30 60 or 30 60 30 70, yeah. 
3060 or 3060 Ti, either way. But he was like, yeah, I've gone for like a lower end graphics card or, or a mid-range graphics card. And I was like, that's not a mid-range graphics card, man. If like, it starts with 30, is, then it's top range. It's yeah. it's top range. If it starts with 20, it's mid-range and it's bottom if you're still in the 10 series. <laughs> so yeah, like a 3060 is no slouch. But this is it, right? Like so it'll from- outperform... Everything from the 20 series. I've gone from a 980 Ti to a 3060. Like, I see a difference. I went from a Radeon HD 5770, <laughs> um, which was 12 years old, uh, to a 3080. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But the kind of reason I did it was because I was playing, playing Deathloop, and Deathloop was just basically going, no... Chugging, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was just like it's quite a demanding. It's got, it's game, got that right? horrible thing in in the graphics settings of saying, "This is how much video RAM you're using," right? Yeah. And if I did, if that number oh, wasn't yeah. there, I would have been perfectly fine, right? But because that number's there mm-hmm. and it's red, and I'm like about three meg off, I've had to spend four hundred pound mm-hmm. on a new graphics card. To be fair, when uh, I throw all the settings on, I think Resident Evil Two up to like the ultra maximum everything that even my 3080 is in red on that uh video ram but yeah but yeah like it's got 12 gig of ram on it does the business like it's going to be a good little stock good little holdover and uh what i'll do is i'll chuck that in my streaming machine eventually like so i'll keep the pc i've got keep that as a streaming machine and then i'll hopefully you know like when when i get a bigger card i'll just chuck that in the in the new machine i'm building streaming so. machine and and um editing machine yeah basically yeah i thought about getting a mac mini as a separate streaming box not not just for for streaming but also no, like video I, I i do podcast and video editing on yeah. on a mac and my macbook is starting to feel its age um so i thought about getting a mac mini uh and like a switcher so i could like switch the second most screen over onto the Mac mini yeah. uh, and use that for like a stream machine or whatever. But, um, yeah. but yeah, the idea is like, yeah, so I'd have one dedicated streaming machine and then I'd have a P and I could put the PC into that. So like literally mm-hmm. my PC would be taking under the weight of the streaming. So yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Be six months away, but six or a year away. So hopefully fingers crossed and we'll all be good. But yeah, there. I'm really, really You'll pleased with it. I'm really pleased with the, the card. It's like, like I say, it's just keeping me, Re- relevant, so I'm, I'm not having to play things and turn things down now. Everything's on high, so that's mm. good. That'll, that'll last for a little bit. I'm hoping. But yeah. Okay. Uh, well, next in the ascendancy of um, <laughs> frivolous, expensive purchases, Nicholas. Hello. I'm not Come entirely on. sure which frivolous purchase you're talking about. If I'm honest. I want to say well, it's the one it's, where the, the manic picture of you lying on your floor at one time. <laughs> that one. It's the thing that I can literally see taking up a large chunk of your room. That one there. Yeah. That one there. Um, yeah. yeah. My new wheel came. Because last time we recorded, it was a box. Yeah. It was. Um, on the floor. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. You can actually see the chair mm. now. Um, I'm not sure I can get can. a decent with the webcam. I'm not sure I can. You can... I mean, this is a podcast. It is, uh, yeah, yeah. This is great radio. Is um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, nice yeah. Um, go sorry, go on. No, go on, go on. Um, so, yeah, my, my new wheel came, uh, and I also got a very nice sim rig to go with it, um, which is 
new from last time, like I say. Um, I was going to get a slightly cheaper rig, uh, but they were out of stock. So, um, no, just luckily... Had to buy which one were you going to get? I was going to get the Titan, is it? Oh, the one where it's like big steel tubes. Yeah, big steel sort of circular tubes, which are basically yeah, yeah. the art, but, you know, looks a bit more sturdy. Basically, huh. if you look at the GT Omega lineup, you've got like the... Um, for the actual cockpits, not not the play seats, for the actual cockpits, you start out at the art, um, which looks kind of like our old ones that we've got. Um, Mark, you the one. Yeah, that... that's mine's the GT Omega. Yeah. Um, so you kind of start with those, uh, and then you yeah. can just slide a chair into them, and they're okay. And but they've got a bit of, I don't know if I've got a, a knockoff of the GT Omega. It's an X Rocker, which I got from Argos. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but it's got a bit of bend and wobble and that's using a Logitech um, so I figured I'd look at probably at least the Titan which is steel tubes and just looks a bit better um, but like I say mm-hmm. they were out of stock so I had to look at the GT Prime um, which is the first sort of is it extruded aluminium or something um, 8020 aluminium 8020 aluminium um, which is kind of the yeah. The GT Omega is basically the cheapest version of that you're going to get, um, but it's uh, effectively modelled on some a lot more expensive ones from proper sim racing people uh, and companies, and it's basically just modelled on those so you can get spare parts for that, and they'll fit because of its eighty twenty. It's just it, the system that most sim rigs are designed around. Um, so yeah, um, and I got. A monitor mount for it as well so my monitor's mm. sort of mounted nicely on it and not just it sort of very swanky mate i've got to say pulling that uh have i shown have you shown you a picture of it you can um, the actual... build them yourself if you have a lot of tools in your garage yeah because uh, like 8020 uh, so eighty twenty aluminium is just um standard aluminium aluminium extrusions they're, they're like a standard size eighty twenty. Uh, and it's, you know, um, it's easy to get bits to bolt together uh, or weld together if you have the equipment or whatnot. Mm. Um, but you need, like, metal cutting equipment and all the bits and pieces to slot into them. And it's a hell of a lot easier to just buy a kit from, you know, someone like GT Omega or... Yeah. Uh, who's the other one who makes... Oh, I can't remember... There's another company that makes uh, eighty twenty rigs as well, like SimLab uh, or something. Like mass SimLab, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. So if I went down the road and built, got a load of scaffold poles, <laughs> would I be able to? I make mean, my own rig? just go down. Uh, just type into Google Images DIY sim rig. Yeah, uh, and there's it's an incredible rabbit hole of like mm-hmm. the way that people have built. People, I'm a trying- big fan of. Um, sim rigs take up a lot of space yeah, as you can now attest Nick uh, even like a folding system takes up a lot of space I'm mm. a big fan of people who build rigs in their understairs cupboards yep <laughs> um, really really like the ingenuity that goes into squeezing all of the equipment into the space under the stairs um, love that stuff I so, really like uh, I've the gone people... down plenty of rabbit holes out I really like the people who go all scrap heap challenge as well and go to like a scrap heap to find an old car they can take the, the uh, seat out of. Yeah. Yeah. 
and stuff like that. Oh, my, my. So I found a TikTok a while ago of a guy who had built a um, uh, truck simulator rig. So he got like the chair from a lorry and the dashboard from like an old American lorry and whatnot. Yeah, he uh, sent that one. The, cool. Like the long manual gear knob. Like with like yeah. you know they've got like the the ones that are down on the floor. So you have like got a really long throw, um, and like a big multi monitor setup. So it was like he was sat on a passenger seat as well, so someone could sit next to him while he was playing <laughs> Truck Simulator. And like big the big steering wheel and everything. And like it's like oh god, if I had the room, like yeah. it looked so cool. Well, people buy like flights make flight simulators in their like garage. Yeah, yeah, like the the people who go really, really into it, and they they have like a full plane cockpit with all the buttons and all the switches and like radios and everything like that, and it's like it's the sort of thing that that's all they play, yeah. and like more power to them. Yeah, you know. Uh, I I need I do plan on um upgrading my wheel at some point. Uh, I just I, I don't have just don't have the room in this house for uh well i don't have a room in this i don't have space in this room uh for a uh full-size sim rig because um we've already got one reptile in here and there's probably going to be more in here before the end of the year for all i know <laughs> zoe's going to another reptile convention in, oh, in uh next month and she's going to come back with more i know like tortoises or something um yeah you're so you're you're getting on getting on with the wheel yeah, doing good. Um, I had like, I think Monday night I had a proper three, four hour session on it. Um, woke up Tuesday morning and just my entire upper body was just seized because uh, of the forced feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it literally felt like I'd done about 100 press ups or something. Um, and again, I went on just before we were recording for an hour or an hour and a half or something. And it's interestingly, you can tell when you're on certain circuits, you can tell which way round they go because my my left arm is the one that's feeling it at the moment because I'm doing a lot of Monza, which is obviously a clockwise circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell the the left one is the one that's Most sort of, of pushing around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of going to shit like I'm trying to almost train myself to not just push with the left hand, but also pull a bit with the right. So they're kind of a bit more even spread at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, really good. Um, night and day better than... Um, I was going to say, is it making a difference on your actual times? Well, at first I was slower, um, yeah. but obviously I'd not actually sat down and raced anything for like two months because of house move and all that stress anyway. Mm. Um, I'm now getting into it and I've beaten my times on both Spa and Monza from previously. So I would right. say it's making a difference in that regard, but it's kind of just feeling more, I can feel more when I'm pushing and more when I'm within the limits and can push, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I yeah. can, the the force feedback is so good now, I can feel when I'm pushing against into a spin versus, and I can lift off a bit if I'm doing that. Yeah, and I can also feel when I can put my foot down and go into the corner like that. Um, yeah. oh, nice. But yeah, it's good. And the, br- the there's a lot more travel on the brake and the throttle as well. So that's helping be more precise on the braking and stuff. Yeah. Uh, my next thing is learning how to trail brake, which will be fun. Um, tried yeah. a bit this, uh, just, just now on Monza and uh, yeah, went straight over turn one because I didn't brake enough. Um, uh, Monza's not the greatest track for trail braking. 
No. It's just turn one, uh, basically. You want stuff with, like... Um, well, don't try trail breaking on those chicanes. You no. can trail break on the Lesmos. Yeah. Um, but it's not the greatest track for practicing that on, to be honest, unless you're only going to do it on the Lesmos, because it's a it's a point and squirt breaking track, isn't it? It's it like is, really, nothing. Yeah. That's why Daniel Ricciardo was so good there last year, and he wasn't good anywhere else. Pretty much, yeah. And and even then, there was a bit of luck in there, but um yeah uh the only you other... know what you need to do about the um arm situation is uh have you ever seen 15 stories high no you chaz you must have seen 15 stories high no, no, no i don't watch anything you know oh see this this hurts me <clears throat> it was uh sean Locke's um very short-lived and criminally underrated sitcom ah, back in the early right. 2000s him oh, and yeah 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 when he, when very, he passed away funny. i saw like clip the uh, clips of like bits and bobs yeah. It was so funny. Um, so yeah, his flatmate um, Errol, played by Benedict Wong, in one episode, he's like got a big can from their local shop, and he's using it as a weight, but in a, only in one arm. <laughs> and it's so he can have one strong arm and then one arm for petting kittens. Ah, <laughs> that's really just make your left arm super strong, yeah. <laughs> and then keep the right arm for petting cats. Yeah. And then you'll be able to go around all the clockwise circuits. But then when you go to America, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because, of course, they go cl- they go uh, counterclockwise in America. Because why wouldn't they? Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? The backwards in every other way. Um, like women's rights. Um, the, the only Hooray! other thing... <laughs> um, I, I swear there was another thing I was going to say about the wheel. I can't remember now. Oh, yeah. They're currently... Um, in stock for di- for immediate dispatch as well on Fanatec's website. Oh. I, mean, I can't. I know. <laughs> I just I can't. That, that. <clears throat> Grand. I'll explain in a minute why. Go on. Then. Explain. So, now. Mark, what have you bought? Okay, finally, and the ascendancy. I am in the process of buying, uh, in the process of getting into. I've fallen down a dangerous rabbit hole, gentlemen. Of custom mechanical keyboards. Oh, no. Oh, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've got a Logitech G512, uh, which was the first... I, was, I wanted... I bought this back when, before I had a PC, because Logitech keyboards... I bought it with a bundle with a mouse as well, because Logitech keyboards mouse have internal memory, so you could, like, program keys to be certain mm. things, it would lock it mm-hmm. in. And it meant that I could use this keyboard and mouse to play Final Fantasy fourteen on PS4. Um, so, and only Logitech do that. Corsair stuff doesn't and whatnot. Razer stuff doesn't. So I was kind of limited in what I could buy. So I got Logitech keyboard and mouse. They're fine. The mouse is excellent. Mm. The keyboard is fine. I mean, well, in operationally, it's great, but it's got uh, MX Blue mm-hmm. yeah. switches, uh, and they're soldered into the board. Right. It's a cheap board. They're not hot swappable. Um, you know, uh, you have to pay quite a bit to start getting to hot swappable keyboards. Uh, they feel great. They are incredibly noisy. Um, uh, you can probably hear them coming down chat when we record. I can definitely hear it when I edit the podcasts. When I play Destiny, people who I'm on chat with can hear the fucking keyboard. Zoe can hear it downstairs sometimes. It's very loud. <laughs> um, they're like, to be fair, I think they're like the loudest of the the Cherry MX switches. Yeah, I think red are the quietest. But anyway, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 
<clears throat> but I started looking into the world of make uh, you know new mechanical keyboards, and I was like looking at like what's what's going to be a much quieter keyboard, and then I fell down a rabbit hole of like the whole scene of like buying a motherboard and a case, and then buying switches, and then buying keycaps and getting the right combination of them um, to get, like, the perfect focky key sound. Like a deep thock. <laughs> Not a click, a thock. Right. It's very specific. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, I know the board I want. I haven't bought it yet, but I know I know the board I want, and it's readily available in stock. And I've bought the switches I want, and this is where it gets really weird. I've bought a switch lubing station and switch lube <laughs> to take the individual switches apart and to lube up the, like the individual parts of the inside of the switches <clears throat> so that they're, they're less scratchy. Uh, they're linear switches. So they're not clicky. They're not tactile. They're just straight linear. They're supposed to be very good switches. And now I'm searching for like the perfect set of keycaps. Now, keycaps is a whole nother oh, world. That's a design thing, mate. That's that a, yeah. Oh, my God. But it's, but it's not just a design thing. It's not just like a, which keycaps look like, well, look okay. nice. There's different profiles. Right. There's different material types. Right, okay. Uh, and there is a world, a giant world of choices of amazing, wonderful, beautiful keycaps you, that you can get if you don't mind having an American layout <sighs> keyboard. Yeah, yeah. If you want an ANSI keyboard with like the small enter key uh, and like stuff shift around as like no pound sign on the keyboard or anything like that. Um, uh, getting keys in a nice design, in a good material, in the right profile that I want <laughs> in the ISO layout, which is the international yeah keyboard layout but for some reason is the rarest even though it's used everywhere in the world outside america um it's proving to be very difficult i've got like three or four sets that i've got my eye on at the moment but uh man I, I never knew how deep this rabbit hole goes and then i was talking to again friend of the sh friend of the show gear uh the other day and then he pointed me in the direction of a waypoint stream from a couple of months ago i think where um, Renala from Waypoint was talking Rob Zachney and the rest of the crew through the whole process of, through the world of custom-built mechanical keyboards. And it's uh, like, after watching, I was like, I hadn't, I, I, I had absolutely no idea it was even that deep. Mm. Like, it's nuts. Yeah. Like, Bacalar's really into them, isn't he? From, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bob. he's mad into mechanical keyboards. But like, I didn't even know stuff like uh, ErgoDocs, which are like, do you remember the Microsoft Ergo, ErgoDynamic keyboard? Horrible. Like the wavy Horrible. one where it was like split? Yeah. Uh, imagine you didn't have that, but you had like two separate halves of a keyboard. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. Keyboard. yeah. Um, apparently programming people really like them because they're ergonomic, so they yeah. can like this. Yeah. yeah, you don't have your hands in like that as you're typing. Yeah. like out like that you know and you can have like the two halves like angled so your hands are not like flat they're more like that mm, tipped out with you. um lots of functions map to where your thumbs go instead of just the space bar they look great it's not not for me oh. not for me i want just a regular regular ass keyboard um but yeah cool as hell um yeah i've fallen deep deep <laughs> into a rabbit hole <laughs> you can't get out and the thing is my keyboard's fine it's just noisy 
Uh, and I'm sure I could make it quieter. My, mine is also uh, very noisy. I've I've got cherry MX. Uh, I've got MX Browns. Um, yeah. And literally, whenever like Claire records a nice, cute video of the kittens, and I'm typing, like when I'm w- working, basically, yeah. um, she puts it in family chat. There's always a comment about my typing in the background. Um, whenever mm-hmm. from another room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from another room. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but it's just who I am. I'm just a noisy typer, and you have to edit it out sometimes. Heavy-handed. And it's just who I am. I have to edit it out. I am, as well, I am literally, like... you know, that crazy hacker guy that's just like uh, typing manically. Yeah. That's that's just literally yeah. me. That's what I do for a <laughs> right. job, and it's just I can't get over that. It's just what I do. So I, was... I mean, I don't want to drag you into this rabbit hole with me, but I'll, I will send you a video clip later. Of the sort of sound I'm, I like I'm aiming for with this build. I like clack. Like, I like the idea good, that you've gone on YouTube. Have you heard a good thock? <clears throat> this is it. right? I like the idea that you've gone on YouTube and then just gone through loads and loads and loads of mechanical keyboard sounds to just find the one you want. Not that one. Not that one. Yeah. Not that yeah. one. That's no, the no, one. No, no, it's a whole playlist of them. No, no, no. Yeah. And that one's too scratchy. Oh, there it is. There it is. A nice, yeah. like, yeah, bass that's the one. Thock. That's the one. <laughs> and, then, and then researched, like what material and what profile, what material the keycaps are made of and what profile they are, what switches they are, whether the person put like a layer of silicon or no, you... like uh, foam padding or something like that inside <clears throat> the keyboard, whether it's a gasket mounted motherboard or not, whether it's an aluminium plate or a copper plate or a so, plastic plate. I refuse go like WASD to be a different color to the rest of the keyboard. Ah, uh, no, no, I don't, don't bother with that. <laughs> I, bother I, with I refuse that. to let you pull me into this rabbit hole. Exactly. I will send you a video just just so you can hear the sound that I'm going for, okay. and that's it. You won't. You don't have to follow me down a drabber. Fair um, watching that waypoint stream, though, I was introduced to a whole new world of typing, uh, of like typing layout that I didn't even know about called Dvorak. Yeah, I haven't heard of Dvorak. Yeah. Um. um it's like it specifically laid out so like the um all the vowels are on the left hand side yeah. of the keyboard, along with like your punctuation and most of the consonants are on the right hand side of the keyboard because like you're most likely to end a word with a consonant followed by a yeah uh punctuation mark possibly if not a space mm. um and so it's just like a lot easier to type if you can get your head around it and i looked at the layout and i was like i'm not going to try and learn this nonsense yeah. i have a feeling it's one of those where it possibly is a technically better keyboard layout, but QWERTY was just there before and became was yeah. the standard. Yeah. So, it's, it, it, I'm sure it is for um, people who typing. like are worried about the possibility of like RSI or anything like yeah. that. And, you know, then so then having like an uh, like a, an Ergo Docs split keyboard with Dvorak setup is like going to be. But then you start going into like the realm of people who use the upright mice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I used to know those. Yeah, I used to know some of those people. Very strange. Yeah. Can't get my head around it. No, me either. Sorry, I, I'm sure it's much better for your arm. Can't get my head around. I knew it. someone who used the wheel one. Yeah, I've known a few people who've used those. Um, not even. I, I I kind of understand it just for shooters because you, you you can be a lot quicker with just like spinning the wheel around and stuff, but. Mm. Actually, mm-hmm. just normally using a keyboard, uh, a mouse that it just no, I can't understand that. Um, when I used to do um, the uh, what was it the what do they call it lamp parties and stuff. Yeah, um, and like the guys would yeah, turn up yeah, with boy. like 
mad like we'd all be playing like Rainbow Six and whatever Call of Duty and stuff and um, but the guys would always map melee to the mouse wheel scroll forward okay so mm. and it was the weirdest mm. thing they, they just fl- flick their finger and it just be mm. straight mm. It was so weird it was just so weird no, but it meant they didn't have to like take that. their finger off of anything on the yeah. keyboard they just fl- with the middle finger in it, it was uh, weird. Such a weird. I guess those were the days before, like mice with like extra <clears throat> buttons on the side, this is right? It, right. This is like a three proper okay, standard fair. three button mouse. Fair. So I've got like extra buttons on the side of my mice. I'm on my mouse for like. So when I'm playing Destiny. One is melee and one is grenade. Yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> wow. Um, we're thirty, nearly forty minutes in this podcast. We haven't started talking about video games. Let's talk about video games. Uh, you know what? I always go last, so I'm going to go first this week. Mm-hmm. So I will try and take up as little time as possible. Um, I finished Elden Ring. Me, well done. Um, so on last episode, I went on a little bit of a rant, uh, and in retrospect, I was incredibly salty because I'd been playing Elden Ring <laughs> early that evening before we before we recorded, and. Um, had smashed my head against a particularly difficult area and not made much progress at all. I still think the last couple of areas in that game, there is a massive difficulty spike. To be fair, one of those areas is entirely optional, and I did that to myself of my own yeah, your revolution. free will. The problem I is, didn't need to go there. Sometimes, I didn't need to fight through that area. Sometimes Sorry? in Elden Ring, you don't know it's optional until you've cleared it all out and done it all and then you're like oh i don't need to come here oh no i knew where i was oh, going you, oh i knew i knew i was so this is i was this is the area that leads towards melania the hardest boss in the game well so i was going through a completely optional area to get to a completely optional boss who was the hardest boss in the game and then i was complaining about the difficulty of that area like <laughs> the fuck did i expect exactly. you've been told um i know <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't have to be there um but then, like, the final mandatory area of the game is also very difficult. It's less uh, less of a fuck you difficulty and more of a, like, just a sharp incline in um, just get it right. difficulty curve. Yeah. But then once you get through that area, it's just a straight boss rush to the end. You fight, like, uh, one, two, three... Four, five bosses in a row. Christ on a bike. That's it. Not not like in a row. Like, uh, I mean, there's no enemies in between them. Yeah. Uh, you just fight five bosses. Uh, there's like, you know, there's there's bonfires in between yeah. the bosses. Uh, except for the last two who are two bosses in one fight. Um, but, phew, man. What a game. Um, the final series of bosses... Uh, were each one was entirely different like i had to you just, it was completely it's not like a in like for instance dark souls 2 where it's like you're gonna fight a giant knight and then the next boss is gonna be a giant knight and then we're gonna <laughs> really throw a curveball at you and make you fight two giant knights um each of the bosses like was a completely different fight yeah. uh and incredibly satisfying incredibly difficult but I mean, I did it, and I'm a dum dum. Uh, so anyone can can beat that game. Um, then I went and cleared up a few world bosses that I'd marked on the map and hadn't. That had like 
you know, uh, made smeared me across the floor early in the game. Mm. But now I was an end game build, and I went back and bullied them, and it was very, very That's satisfying. Uh, and then I finished, and I was like, Do you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I've beaten this game. I'm going to leave this for a while. I'm not going to new game plus. I'm going to leave this character as it is because they will make DLC for this game, and I'll leave this character with the DLC. And then the very next day, I rolled a new character and started playing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have taken a few days off because it's just like, this is silly. I, I have to play another well, game. This is, this is yeah, nonsense. This is where I got to. I got to about <laughs> nine, nine, 90 hours in. You think, like, I haven't got a lot of time and I was just peep-socking it for a while and that's not good. And I just got yeah. to the point where it's like, I, I need to just pull away and play something else and just, like, mm-hmm. I will come back to it and, I'll, you know, I'll probably be rubbish for a bit, but... If I don't, I will never play another game again, and that's that's dangerous. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's. I think that's I why to. I pushed. I wanted to push through. <clears throat> yeah. So more than yeah, anything, it's like I've been playing this game since February. I have to get it off my books so I can play other games, uh, and then I just carried on playing it regardless. Anyway, um, it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Mm. It's not perfect. Uh, it's like no, those it's those final enjoyable. difficulty curve is just a little bit too steep, but uh, aside from I mean, but it's but it's completely overcomable mm. by someone who was as lacking in skill in this sort of game as I am to be able to get through. Mm. Uh, then I, the vast majority of gamers can do it, so it's not insurmountable. It's not unfair. Um, yeah, incredible game. It's from Software's best I, I never thought i would say that about a game that wasn't called bloodborne yep. so i'm very very surprised uh it's gonna make going back and playing um it's definitely gonna make going back and playing the dark souls trilogy and demon souls pretty much impossible yeah. sekiro and bloodborne are a bit different but let's make um, me want to go back to bloodborne though just to yeah kind of yeah use I, those skills that mm-hmm. i've learned in elden ring like the the, the mechanical bits that i've kind of now feel like I've got a bit more down and then go back and see how yeah how that translates yeah for sure it has also kind of made me want to go and pack and play Dark Souls 3 but play it super aggressively yeah. like fuck a shield just like two-handed like two swords yeah. two swords go nuts sort of thing um yeah incredible game uh what else have we been playing um Oh, in uh, other incredibly difficult video game nonsense, I've uh, been uh, engaging in weekly attempts to um, do the master version of um, the la- latest raid in Destiny. The name is Vow of the Disciple, I think it's called. Um, so I've talked about how much I love that raid, uh, but they've introduced master difficulty, uh, which which is like kind of playing on contest mode. Your light level is capped at 1580. Um, and it doesn't matter how far above that you are, you will only ever be 1580 maximum. Um, and there's uh, lots of the, the enemies hit harder. There's lots more champions and stuff like that. Um, the reason we'll be doing it is because the only way to get adept weapons from that raid is to do certain encounters on master difficulty and complete the challenge. Oh, right. So like a challenge is like completing an encounter under certain conditions. Yeah. So 
for example, the first encounter in the game, uh, in the raid, you're like, there's three areas and you split into three teams of two. One person is like holding that area and like killing enemies whilst the other person is running around and like grabbing symbols from certain rooms and then coming back and like shooting those those symbols on a totem and uh, blah, blah, blah. The, the mechanics aren't important. What happens is like whenever you uh, character does something to be able to go and get a uh, open a room and go and get one of the symbols, a champion uh, appears. Um, specifically, Nick, you'll know about this. The the um, scorn ogre champions, yep. the ones that like stomp around shooting lightning at you, and they hit like a fucking train. Hate them. So normally, one of those launches, you stun it and you melt it. Job done. Mm. But under challenge mode, if you want to complete the challenge, you have to wait until all three teams uh champions are up, and then you have to. They all have to be killed within a second of each other. Oh. Which in itself isn't too bad. You stun them and melt them. Mm. But it means that until the third one is up and everyone's in a position to take them down, you just have to let a champion be running around, stomping about, shooting you constantly. And everything already hits really hard. And so we died over and over and over again um, until finally cleared it. Um, Done the first encounter, done the second encounter. I got a message earlier tonight being like, the, the third the third encounter in the raid is the most difficult encounter in the raid uh, by a long shot. It's very, very difficult to do outside of challenge mode on regular difficulty. And they want to do challenge mode on master difficulty tomorrow night. And I was like, just thinking about it is giving me anxiety. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> but I might get my arm twisted into doing it, but it's going to be fucking horrible. Um, it's worth it because the stuff you get, the, the rewards you get are really, really good. And it is the only way to get those rewards. So like, you know, pinnacle level rewards, which is, you know, good for people who are psychos like me and keep playing that fucking game. Um, what else have we been playing? Uh, Cyberpunk. Oh, nice. Been trying to get that one off my books. It's one of the games I'm trying to finish because it's taking up an obscene amount of space on my hard drive. Um, I'm now... Uh, the, the final mission of the game is available to me, uh, but I don't want to hit that point of no return until I've cleared off enough side content that I feel like I've gotten mm. everything that I want out of that game, and then I'll push on and finish it. Um, somewhere underneath all of the bugs that have, for instance, caused me to lose two hours of progress the other day... Mm. Uh, somewhere underneath all that is a very good game. Mm. A very um, immersive first-person RPG game is somewhere under there, but unfortunately is buried under, still, still, 18 months later, is buried under a lot of annoying bugs. Mm. That game Um, is never going to be properly fully fixed is it it's never going to be the vision that the the developer had for it and everyone wanted it to be but there's like one thing it's there's one thing where it's like the occasional immersion breaking bug where a character is like walking two feet above the ground or whatever or cars just appear in front of you and you crash into one of like okay that happens fine whatever it's an open world game fucking bethesda's never gonna have to get it right yeah it happens in science yeah yeah, exactly yeah 
But when a character calls you and you answer the phone and then they, they don't say anything and you can't hang up mm. the phone and then you can't use the phone to, to do any other missions uh, and their face, their dumb face is just there in the corner of your screen like you're in a phone call with them and they're not saying anything and you can't get rid of them and the only thing you can do is is go back and select a save file from two hours ago before they called you uh, to make it go away. Yeah. That whole system. Or when right. you you go through an area that has a boss uh, and you can walk into the boss's arena like you have to like go and interact with a like a, a van um with some machinery in the back of it and then after that you go and fight a boss but you can walk into the boss's arena before you interact with the van but if you do that you can't then progress after you've interacted with the van so then you i had to like go and look it up on the internet and then reload a previous save file before i had beaten this incredibly difficult boss so that i can interact with the levels in the correct order the order that the game wanted me to but for some reason you could interact with it in a different order and stuff like that is just unforgivable yeah. i cannot recommend still i can't recommend that game to anyone no but there is um, there is something as about much that as game that draws you through it though, the, the the narrative you know, does does push you along quite nicely. You do want to find out what's going. Yeah, on. that's the thing. Sure, Johnny Silverhand's a a, a bellend, an absolute <laughs> bellend. And every time you're forced to see a flashback of him, it's like I don't understand why anyone liked like, this character. It's like Russell Brand got <clears throat> paramilitary. That's the thing that yes, you know, super power, super angry about one particular corporation, which didn't have, which didn't do anything to him until he started. Pokemon. terrorizing this yeah. corporation it's like and it's like well what did you fucking expect um the, the guy's a, a bell end but he's played brilliantly by by, by keanu reeves yeah. um and i don't like v the main character the one that you're playing mm. as i don't particularly like the character uh but plenty of the side characters are compelling and the side missions are great and and the characters that you're coming across in the in the main mission are great and like there's enough there to enjoy but it's just unforgivably ridden with bugs and i still and i can't uh, i can't yeah. forgive it for that unfortunately mm. but i am going to finish it and i'm very i'm very close but i'm going to finish it um um what else i think the only other thing i've been not playing but watching zoe play is um prehistoric kingdom oh no no sorry i played dune spice wars all oh, right okay uh, I bought I bought um, Dune Spice Wars on early access and played a bit of that. It's pretty good. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, there's not a huge amount in it, but it is very much in early access. Um, it's going to be a long time before that game is fully out, um, but it's it's already showing that it's got enough <clears throat> of like the classic Dune RTS games that I wanted. Yeah, so. That's definitely going to scratch an itch for me. Um, and yeah, I, I, I sat, um, uh, my other half kicked me off the computer over the weekend and sat and played uh, for the entire day uh, the early access version of Prehistoric Kingdom, which is what if um, Planet Zoo was a Jurassic World evolution, which is exactly what I was talking about wanting like the other week. Mm. Actually, the last time we recorded, yeah, it was like that's the sort of game I want. Mm. And then Zoe found uh, found a trailer on um, on YouTube and showed it to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" 
and I started reading into it, uh, and it's like, it's, and then I, I got the early access when it came out. Um, it's fully uh, exactly that. It's like Planet Zoo, but you're building a dinosaur park, but there's none of like the Jurassic Park baggage that comes yeah, along with it. None of the cheesiness. Um, yeah, and it's none of like the you know you gotta you know mess with um, there's no you know Jeff Goldblum saying like you shouldn't be messing with nature and whatnot, and there's none of like the making hybrid dinosaurs. It's like you're you're you know breeding dinosaurs that are like it's way it's it's far more interested in actual what we know about dinosaurs mm. rather than. Jurassic Park and so like you know there's different breeds of certain dinosaurs and some of them have got feathers and you know um different different versions of different species of the same species that came from different parts of the world and and whatnot and it's just like it's it, there's so much depth to it already so away for a, an early access game kind of makes the other part you know the management part actually sing right and yeah yes uh, and it's got all of the depth um that that i wanted in the jurassic world games and didn't get the like the stuff that's in planet zoo where like you're managing your staff and the the economy of the park uh and getting really into the nitty-gritty of creating the the ideal habitat for the different creatures the the right sort of flora, flora and fauna and the right sort of and like a right ratio of soil to rock to water that yeah. sort of thing like the sort of thing that I can really, really dig into and have a lot of fun with. And the whole thing is narrated by Nigel Marvin, um, who's done, like, you know, loads of... Um, mainly aimed at, like, kids, I guess. Uh, but, all, but like, well, he's, he does nature documentaries. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, you will recognise his you, voice. I know you're talking about. You'll absolutely recognise yeah, his voice. But he's done stuff like... Um, yeah, he's done like, he didn't do like walking with dinosaurs, but yeah. he's done lots of those sort of like dinosaurs, you know, nature documentaries, but then lots of other ones as well. Like, it's just a, just a, yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's a lovely game. Um, Excellent. and I, th I was, yeah, I was kind of transfixed just watching Zoe play it, uh, <laughs> over the weekend it lo and it looks really good. It's not very well optimized though. Yeah. It is a, it is a GPU hog. Yeah real gpu hog like my, my graphics card was running at a hundred percent uh playing it um but they've already said they were like they're very very the developers um really really small team um the developers are very uh chatty on uh the subreddit for the game yeah. and they said like look we know that it's 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 like it's pushing graphics cards hard at the moment and that's what we're working on to try and fix now so like they're very open about what's wrong with the game and how they're going to fix it and whatnot Thanks, and yeah very very good um as a I, I haven't checked on steam but um it was it when it came out it was 23 pounds i think i managed to get a key for it from a reseller for 15 pounds nice um from a reputable reseller not fucking g2a <laughs> um for 15 pounds um and yeah um really really good if if you like a good like park sim and you like dinosaurs then definitely check it out um there's a lot more to it than like i said about like the jurassic world games so if you want something a bit simpler then maybe look at those uh, but they were just a little bit too simple for me mm. to be honest but yeah but i think that's about all i have played 
Um, Nicholas. Hello. What have you been playing apart from Assetto Corsa? Um, Assetto Corsa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. No, no, no. It's fine. Like you've got a new toy. Exactly. So, sorry, it was. I was more apologising for uh, delivering that amazing line while you were taking a sip of coffee. I'm, I'm guessing it's coffee. Um, <laughs> don't know if you managed to get more coffee out rather than putting it back into the mug, but um, no, 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 I got it out. Yeah, uh, I've been playing Assetto Corsa. Um, pretty much just that, just trying to optimise lap times, get used to the new wheel, get stronger, uh, as we've already kind of gone over. Um, so yeah, um, haven't really got much more to say. I did. Um, so anyone who's played Assetto Corsa or racing games in particular knows that Monza is a very special track. Um, it's the temple of speed. It's the temple of speed. Uh, it's it's very narrow. Um, it's a you know, and it has a lot of stop start chicanes that are basically right angles, and then you t- do a right left straight after each other. Um, mm. anyone who really knows anything about sort of racing and racing games knows that turn one at Monza is quite legendary. Yeah, it's um, it's pig. It's the Widowmaker, but also quite legendary for yeah. If there's going to be an incident, it's going to be turn one at Monza. A, a massive yeah. crash. Yeah. Um. So obviously in Assetto Corsa, you get safety points and ratings for. The more you race near to people and don't crash into them, the higher your safety rating is. Um, mine's quite high at the moment. It's about 76, I think, now. Um, without, it's all out of 100, I believe, or 99. Yes, yes. Um, and yes, some servers on multiplayer only let you in if you've got like 70 or 50 safety rating. Um, so usually Monza is a place that you kind of go to and expect to get your safety rating to have a bit of a hammering uh, just because nothing to do with you. You just drive and people crash into you at turn one because they don't know when to break, basically. Or someone at the back smashes into someone who then smashes into someone and you can kind of see how it goes. I managed to to play three hours on Monza the other day and leave with a higher safety rating than when I started. I was genuinely shocked. Which is witchcraft. Yeah, exactly. It was incredible. I um, had a few incidents, not massive ones, um, and, you know, it's kind of expected. But for a lot of the rest of it, I had quite close, clean battles, literally swapping positions every lap with people, Mm. um, which was great, uh, which obviously helped my safety rating go up because I was, I think it's if you're within a second of someone, um, it keeps going up and stuff. Um, So, yeah, because we were literally trading positions each lap, um, we managed yeah, it's just to taking you up and up and up, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. um, and it was great. And just before we came on, I had uh, my first decisive win. Um, I qualified on pole. I got punted out at Monza on turn one. Um, I put me back to fifth, and then I worked my way back up, and I won uh, eighteen seconds ahead of of position two. Nice. So, yeah, felt good about that one. Um, my fir- I saved the replay as it was like my first proper win. Um, I've had like podiums and stuff that I've fought for before and stuff. And yeah. but yeah, I felt like I properly dominated that one, which is the first time I've yeah. felt properly in control of everything. Um, so yeah, I'm making. I got one of those at Monza, but it was only because somehow um, only one person qualified higher than me. Oh, okay. 
somehow. And then I managed to like squeeze past them at turn one and then just didn't put a foot wrong for the rest of the race. That's basically somehow. It. If you can pump in the lap times and just don't and get out of the the other fights happening, I think is most of it. If you can get in clearer and we see this in F one every week, you know, people literally uh teams will pick make a gap and that's it, it's yeah. all over. And teams will even pit cars just so they can have clean air and, you know, drive their race. Um, if you can do that, then you're going to do better than if you're, you know, battling each lap. But And, you know, having to break early and defend and stuff. Um, but no, feels good making progress. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll be playing a lot more of that and hopefully other games as well. <laughs> and many other things that based on wheels. I look forward I'm gonna to having to chuck um, him on that rig. I'm going to post a TikTok in uh <laughs> in the chat uh just because it's it's relevant to what we were talking about. Um oh, Have I we saw have you seen <laughs> yeah. you saw that I've one? Seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh it's good. Um yeah, so nothing else Apart from that, then just just Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa. I, I I still do Wordle. It's not really gaming. I still do Wordle. No. I've even started doing yeah, crosswords now. I really? do the independent, concise crossword before bed every night. Do you? Fancy. You do that in your pajamas. <laughs> Fancy. With a cup of tea on the on the on the side. Oh no! I can't drink tea. I can't drink tea after five p.m. It's too much caffeine in it. <laughs> He's just there chugging the coffee. I don't know how he does it. That's it. Can't drink. Are you a predominantly left side brain person? Uh, which which is which? <laughs> left side words, right side numbers, or is it the other way around? I think it might be the other way around because I'm left-handed. Yeah, I'm left-handed too. That's right side dominant, yeah. right? Yeah, it's the opposite. And that's so right side is like your creative wordy side, yeah. and left side brain is like your more analytical numbers side. I'm not sure because obviously I'm I'm a software developer, um, which is quite numbersy and it's quite it's very logical, um, systems based. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I'm. Which did you get a better GCSE in English or maths? Maths. Uh, but go. then it switched you over in A levels. Sudoku. It switched over in A levels. Oh, okay. Do you play Sudoku? No, I could never get my head around it. That's crazy. <laughs> That's mad. There's too many things you need to add up and check um, you've got thing, all the numbers and stuff. Whereas you don't have Apple Arcade, do you? No. Whereas I can, I can oh, tell you, I can tell you what, like, um, I don't know what a loan for four is. What? <laughs> a loan, four letters. Yeah. Right. Solo. I can well, tell you. Okay. I can tell you that, for example, oh, that's right. like a you crossword these, puzzle. Like, kind of shorthands that are used in. Well, that's just know, yeah. That's what it is. Clues, yeah. I, I can yeah. tell you all of those. My Whereas own. I can't tell you what number goes <clears throat> in this line in this thing here. My mother-in-law was like trying to teach me the the secret world of crossword like stuff. I yeah, don't get the cryptic kind of... ones. The cryptic yeah. ones are bad. My mum does those. Um... But it just blew my mind, and my mind melted, and I I just couldn't handle it. You might like a game, um, I think it's available to purchase, I've been playing it on Apple Arcade, called Spell Tower. Ooh. Ooh. It's very good. Um, 
I'd find the description of it here. It's like a tile sort of game. Yeah, um, that looks like, like a, you know, scramble letters. But then, like, as you're uh, swiping, but like the words can be like diagonally, as, uh, but like not just in a straight line. It's like you move diagonally and up and down, left and right in any like combination to try and find words. But then, as you find a word, like as those letters will disappear and then those columns will fall down. Yeah, it's a bit like Tetris, I suppose, but you've got a, you find words yes. in it and draw a line to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's like a bunch of different, mo- like different modes. Um, I am it's very good. It's kind of addictive. That is literally installing on my phone as we speak. Hell yeah. Nice. Good game. Um, all right, then, if that's all you've been playing. Um, Chazzy, did you get a chance to play some Prey? I did. I did. I got, to an- okay. I got enough chance to play up to pretty much where I played it. So I originally had it on the consoles. Mm. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is this game's all right, blah, blah, blah. It, you know, it's But I, I couldn't quite... Like you know my feelings on arcane games, I'm not. I, I can't click with them. But then, having played Deathloop, I was like, actually, I've really quite enjoyed this and clicked with it. And I kind mm. of get it. <clears throat> it in, in so you wanted to give the um, that kind of arcane, immersive sim. This is it. The arcade, the the arcane yeah. feel, right? I kind of I've got a. Mm-hmm. It's my gateway in. So I thought, right, let me go back to Prey. And I thought, right. I think part of my problem with playing that game was it wasn't mouse and keyboard. And my God, was I right? You, you go back to that, if I'm going back to that game now and I'm playing with a mouse and keyboard and I've got actual fine control over what I'm doing and, you know, like sort of, I can sprint and jump and do do the stuff I want to do without the controller because I just, I can never play. I've just got to the point now where I can't play a first person shooter and a controller. I just I just can't do it. It's got to be mouse and keyboard for me because it's just feels more natural. So, yeah, just it, it's completely transformed that game, and I'm I'm been thoroughly enjoying it. I've kind of got back to where I was on the consoles, but um, the thing that's still doing me in is the soundtrack. The the is it doing your nutting? Yeah, just I cannot <laughs> like pardon me. I'm I'm anxious at the best of times. But mm-hmm. oh my god, that game, that sound, the sound design in that game, it is just all it is mm. doing is trying to make you jump at all points mm-hmm. at all the time. And like, I've just got to find a way. I'm just going to have to turn something down in the menus because if I don't, I'm just going to be an absolute nervous wreck. But that was the thing that put me off. Like, I played the demo and, like, man, the, the opening of that game is like, this is, this is so incredibly game. stylish. This yeah. is like, this is peak um arcane like the helicopter ride where the credits are like on the sides of the buildings and everything and it's like the yeah the whole opening sequence is incredible even the bit where you're going through the like test things yeah yeah the the, the training the whole testing stuff of of that game so bioshock isn't it so brilliant yeah very bioshock very half-life i was like i am on board for this and then the actual game starts and i was like this is too spooky (laughs) this is it right and I'm just trying to. I'm. I'm just. I mean, I don't do spooky at the best of times. No. But I am desperately trying to push through because I know there's a good game in there, and it's just like it's one of those things where I, I need to find a way of just dialing all that down. And um, yeah, so I'm just not because every time, like you'd love it if you were watching it on, like if you watch me play it on Twitch because I'm just jumping out of my skin every twenty minutes. 
it's um yeah it's scaring the life out of me but um yeah no i thoroughly enjoy, like like i said it just changing that control scheme playing it on a pc having that frame rate i'm just like yeah actually do you know what this this feels more comfortable for me now so i can i feel like i'm in control of it more and not herring around like you know if something jumps out of me i'm not having to do a slow three like 180 spin to mm. try and get away from it you know so <clears throat> i feel like i have a little bit more agency so yeah i'm going to try and push on with that that's my kind of game i'm going to hone in for, hone in on for a bit but um i won't yeah. <laughs> still too spoopy no, sorry no, no. but like i said i'm i'm being a, i'm being a you know fool to myself and i'm going to try i'm going to try and push for it sure man up and all that <clears throat> um mm. but yeah like i say but yeah but obviously i don't know if i spoke about it before but yeah i played a bit of deathloop and i'm thoroughly enjoying that but i've just got to that yeah I saw you like you were playing a you were playing a, a veritable smorgasbord of games the other day because yeah. I kept on seeing you popping on Steam playing something well, new. Yeah, yeah, well, going, well, that was just testing out my card, right? So, ah, uh, okay, hard, yeah, yeah, hard space yeah. shipbreaker, death loop, you know, like any, anything I could find. Hard space shipbreaker is finally going one point oh yeah, exactly. this month. So, yeah, I can't believe how different that looks. But um, yeah, mad, right? Yes, yes. Did your your progress get wiped? Yeah, everything got wiped. Because, like, they changed so much about the campaign, they just got rid of people's yeah, save files. It. It's like, it. no longer, your save files no longer compatible because the game has changed so much since you last played it. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'll start playing this game again from the beginning. I don't, yeah, I, I I don't was, mind. Like, I mean, my character was like, it doesn't matter what fraction of the billion dollars of debt your character's under that you've wiped off. It's still that's it. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I'll still enjoy going back through and like hacking away at all these different spaceships. So yeah, it doesn't matter. To but me. then like everything had changed. It's like it had gone from like, oh, there's like a crazy there's like a weird story going on about like why are these like derelict ships coming back yeah, with like no crew and logs, something feels a bit haunted information like, and stuff yeah yeah and it was like that was the only story thread and then i came back and like now there's a whole there's like loads more voice actor yeah. characters and there's a whole story thread about like these workers trying to unionize and whatnot and it's like i am on board for this yeah it's great so good so good so good well i'm really really hoping that when it comes when it goes 1.0 the, the things that they work on after that is like console support so more people can play it, yeah. um, it needs but more VR support please oh VR support God, yeah. can you imagine that game in VR oh, oh my god yeah you'd be so sick but also you really oh, I just I would love it yeah yeah I don't care <laughs> I want it in VR yeah, exactly. I need it but talking about VR um, I've also picked up a Humble Bundle with Pistol Whip in it um, oh yeah yeah my other half's played uh, a, a, a chunk of that um and that's so I, good i've watched people play it look, yeah it looks fucking great yeah it's basically like the what was it sort of time crisis and super hot mashed together and um yeah but, and, but, 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 but that's a rhythm action also game. A rhythm action game as well so you're having to shoot on yeah. the beat and you get extra points for that and yeah mm -hmm. i'm thoroughly enjoying that that is a that is it's so cool isn't it yeah it's so cool so so cool mm. and lots of um throwing like, like going around your expectations of like oh oh we're, we're just going to walk in this straight line and then this is going to happen and someone's going to come out from that balcony obviously you know they they play with they play with that and kind of mess about and stuff and yeah that that game is just awesome like it's it's up there with like yeah. a beat saber or you know like the games you have to have in vr so, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I haven't I haven't played Beat Saber, but like, I don't know. That game looks intense. It is, yeah. Like, Very. probably a bit too much 
for me. Like my limit for like intense rhythm action games is probably like Thumper. Yeah. I haven't I haven't played Thumper in VR. I've only I've only played it in like two D. Yeah, I've got that. It's like hard. Beat Saber looks like a re- like a level above that. Like it's like mm. Mm, it's it's, it's like an be a intense bit too much for me. Uh, rock, it's no more intense than playing like Rock Band on hard, I guess. You know, but then there's a okay. certain level where it goes. But you're actually like you moving want, your arms and stuff. In yeah, this, this is it. Right, you're Saber. moving your arms and duck, but you've got to duck and jump and all that kind of stuff. So there are yeah, it just um at, at some stage it then gets to that difficulty spike of right like this is just too extreme like i i cannot move my limbs fast enough for these notes coming down the track Mm. but yeah i do love a bit of beat saber but yeah pistol whip absolutely gorgeous looking like just a beautiful art style really really sort of clever um get the bun like i've just been playing it in arcade mode and you just get like a bunch of like different pistols and weapons that you can change to and stuff and yeah i've just been having a thoroughly fun time you know, basically just playing a cool time crisis like game in VR. So yeah, that's been um, that's been good fun. But um, also, the next generation of um, bits and bobs. Go on. Just before we get off the subject of VR, mm. I came very very close uh, <laughs> last week uh, when there was a, a rebellion sale on Steam right. of buying Sniper Elite VR. Oh okay. Um. But I'd already bought like two games that week. Oh, I was like, I can't I buy a third that. game I in a week. Even, even I know it's a thing because I know there's been a lot of talks. Obviously, Sniper Elite mm-hmm. Five's out soon, so four yeah. I think is on Game Pass, and that's a fun little game. Yeah, weird, weird game because yeah, it's like a third-person sniper game, but it's a bit Gears of Warry. But you've got to be more. It's more stealth. Oh, it's, a, it's a weird game, but yeah, good fun, good fun. But yeah, um, so yeah, what I was going to say was, um, yeah, the next generation of gamers, my son, is um, has finally discovered my uh, Game Boy Advance, and um, he has just picked that up and run away with it, and he plays it every night now, um, <laughs> and he plays the Spider-Man game on it, and my God, if I've not nice. had to help him go through the second level of that game again and again and again, like I know that like the back of my hand. So uh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna not gonna lie. Don't play it. It's awful. But um, he seems to enjoy it. <laughs> but um, but off the back of that, he started playing. He's he's noticed my, the Wii U that we've got downstairs. So he started playing um, Super Mario 3D work, 3D Land, 3D World, mm. 3D Land. One of those two. The one where you get Cat Mario. And um, I've always thought of those games. Oh yeah, no, they're, great. they're great for kids. Three World, yeah, Three D World. I'm pretty sure it's Three D World. Yeah. And I've always thought, oh, these games are great for kids. You know, you they pick them up and they're just like bright and fun, and the controls are easy, and like they don't, you know, it's not too much of a challenge, and blah blah blah. No, this is his Dark Souls, right? <laughs> he right. He <laughs> yeah. Either he doesn't get it, or the game is not as easy as you think it is. And the amount of times I'm just literally I'm sitting there, and I'm like trying to trying to be like really supportive and going like right okay so just 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 jump the gap, no no no, no jump not spin jump, no 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 not not climb the wall jump 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 out jump out jump to the left just jump to the left jet left 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 no the other left left, oh mate honestly like it's been. A- I've nearly lost my rag a couple of times because you just think like, oh, this is easy. You just go click, 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 and it's done. But having to watch him, yeah, like trying to 
just jump on an enemy's head because obviously he's got to deal with that 3D space and like obviously mm-hmm. we know to look for the shadow or whatever and blah 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 but yeah he doesn't know any of that so having to try and kind of like politely say like right well if you do this and if you do that and then just him not listening and just cracking on mm. and yeah that's been a real patience test but he's he's slowly getting it he's slowly getting it. he's like he doesn't understand that you've got to try and he thinks he can just pick it up and play it and he doesn't understand that like he won't just go through the game in one hit on his own like straight away first go which is what he wants to do. So he's got to, he's got to sit down. He's got to practice. And he's got to learn that this is the different. You know, this is how you jump over a thing. This is how you jump on a thing. So you jump round a thing, and he just won't have it. So it's um, yeah, it's been um, been frustrating. But he's slowly starting to get there now. He's getting there to the point where I can leave him alone and he can do a couple of levels on his own. And like, yeah, it's it's really cool watching him like progress. So yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Like, you know, he's he's on his way now. It's been really cool to good. see. Good. Yeah, it's been good fun. But that game is super. Maybe you can stop backseat gaming then. This is it. Just like sitting there. But you Let know, the poor guy learn on his start, own. Look, just, just do, do I the know. thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. I'm like the worst at that. Like yeah. Zoe kicked me out of the living room one day because I was doing that in Elden Ring. <laughs> She's like, she paused the game and looked at me. Well, you know, like stopped playing and looked at me and was like, you got to stop doing this. I was like, <laughs> this okay. is it. I, I, I'm, I I'll can't go and play upstairs. I'll leave you to it. Yeah. No, no, I'm like the worst at it. Like, if it's if it's a game that I've played, yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter if it's like a young child or not. If it's a game that I've played, I'm like, no, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, that's it, and it's so hard because it's just like every ounce of my body wants to say something, and I can't. Just feel like I'm vibrating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> but, you know, but it's, do you know what that game? Oh, is we are terrible people. We're awful. We're awful. Come on, let's <laughs> But yeah, it's um, it, that game is superb. I've got to say, um, so, so inventive. Um, 3D world. Yeah, I love it. Yep, love it to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that Wii U. Um, honestly, it's getting so much use. So all these like, oh, you know, such a good console. I keep seeing all this stuff at the moment. Such about, a good oh, console. Rubbish and blah blah blah. But. You know, you Fuck get them. it in the right hands, man. What do they that, know? That, that is a decent console. For the only people who say the Wii U are bad are people who didn't have a Wii U. Yeah. Uh, and we don't trust those people. <laughs> um, none of us have picked up uh, Switch Sports yet, right? No, I don't think I'll pick that up. Uh, I, I just don't see the. Uh-huh. I don't see the point. Like, like part. <laughs> who's 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 going around and having you know party game nights? To play it's online. S- well, even so, like I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd feel weird like saying, "Come on, guys, let's go on for a game of bowling." You know, <laughs> it'd be weird. Uh, it just feels weird now. I don't know. In I this really day and age, it. I really want it. Like, <laughs> um, like I've seen a lot of people being like, "It's crazy." They've got a game in it. And it's like, what if Rocket League, but people. Um, <laughs> Like they're introducing a mode in the football thing where you can use the leg strap from uh, yeah, Ring Fit yeah. Adventure and do like penalty shootouts, and like, I'm on board for that. Um, the sword fighting game looks really good. Um, the uh, I mean, it's fucking bowling. Uh, like I would, I would happily buy it just for bowling. I, I but like, they're adding more stuff later as well. I liked the tennis best in the um, Wii Sports, yeah. so I'd I'd buy it for that. Yeah. But what like I, tennis and badminton. But they were it? talking about um in on Giant Bomb they were talking about like the, the, the problem they had with it is like half of the games are like 
net-based games like tennis, badminton, volleyball. It's yeah. all the same sport with like different yeah. equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like uh, tennis doesn't feel quite as good mm-hmm. on the Switch as it does on the on the Wii. But that's simply because like the Wii Mote was a bigger it control. It felt more uh, like you you had a handle size handle, that you yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. There's what I find interesting about can, do you remember the attachment? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um, what I find interesting about Switch Sports is they've brought it out after. It feels like they they made the Switch Lite, which you can't plug into a mm-hmm. TV, and thus you can't really play Switch Sports using. Nope. Right. But it seems like a lot of the people that would have bought a Switch Lite, like you know, maybe sort of older people or so, do you know what I mean? Um, who wouldn't get a practicality out of a tv kind of console but would mm-hmm. sit and play like animal cross and you know just the, the mm. sort of more casual games and stuff would yeah. probably still likes switch sports so you got all these people who are like yeah. oh i liked wii sports i'll buy switch sport oh i can't play it yeah, yeah but then they have to buy another switch don't they that's but it, they won't they do it they'll do. just not buy it no let's not buy it I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's not ever going to do Wii Sports numbers, but I'm pretty sure Switch Sports is going to be fine. Well, it will sell a lot. I mean, Wii Sports numbers. It's also cheap, only... right? It's like it's like thirty quid. Is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wii Sports num- only um, did numbers because it was bundled. It was like you know. Yeah, but like if you look at resort, default, yeah. the best-selling game of all it time. It wasn't Gangbusters, was it? I think I heard. No, um, but I'm, is it I'm sure it'll be fine. Resi Phase has got that Rich book out at the moment, hasn't yeah. he? I think he talks about it in there, like, where Sports Resort wasn't... No, was it that, or was he on a kind of funny thing where he was talking about, like, they expected that to do really big numbers, and it just didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Mm. Are you on about yeah. Wii Sports Resort? Yeah. Because that's the one you had yeah. to buy. I was going to say the other one yeah. was packaged. No, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, nev- it's not, never going to be, like, the cultural juggernaut that Wii Sports was, but um, I'm sure it'll be... It'll it'll sell well. Um. I will pick it up at some point, but like, because <laughs> um, it'll just be like a really, really good game, a party game to have. What he's, to what he's doing when here he's got is people over. What he's doing here is he's sounding us out to justify see if it. to justify yeah. if you if we were both like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. Buy no, that. no, like there's literally no point in me buying it because I don't have a Switch Online subscription. Yeah. Oh shit, I, f- I always forget that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing I was going to say. Do, are we are we going to go in for the uh, the Game Pass family subscription? Have you seen uh, this? I mean, I've already bought three years of Game yeah, I was Pass. Say because that's um. Otherwise, that's, I would that's, <laughs> say that's that's a yeah. Deal if you're a bunch of gamers, I mean, it is actually a pretty good deal. It's like two fingers up to like it. it they, like they literally announced this at the, exactly the right time. Mm. Netflix is like you will not be allowed to account share outside your house. Yeah. And Microsoft's like, here's a family plan and you can share it with whoever the fuck you want. Mm. Yeah. Love um, it. It's almost like they, they yeah. did what Sony did to them when they were di- when Adam Boyce did the whole um, here's how you share a game with your friends video. Yeah. 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 And they, yeah, they've, I, feel, so I feel like they've been sitting on this for a while. Mm. Um, Sony announced their... PS the new PS Plus tiers yeah. and Microsoft's like here's a family plan for Game Pass yeah. <laughs> like they were just oof, waiting until Sony released savage. something similar to Game Pass and they're yep. like okay here you go 
Um, His Game Pass, but better. But no, it's yeah. like that again. You know, Microsoft being one step ahead, like they have been for you know a They've couple of years very, in very the software market. as a service and sure. in the service space. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is what we've talked um, about talking a lot. Talking is taking two fingers up. Um, have you seen today um, that Epic have done a deal with Microsoft to bring Fortnite to uh, X Cloud, whatever it's called, X- Xbox Cloud Gaming? So today, to bring what, sorry, bring what to Fortnite? They brought Fortnite to X Cloud. So hmm. I've been playing it just before we came on. So basically, to get around the Apple thing and to basically save their thirty percent on the in-game transactions, they're now going through xCloud on iOS. So savage, yeah. It's uh, huh. and it works really well. <laughs> it's brilliant. Mm. Have you seen that um, since Clever Epic girl. bought Bandcamp? Uh, Google yes. are now removing Bandcamp, the Egg Bandcamp app from <laughs> the Google Play Store, which sucks for um, basically any musician. Yeah, man. Yeah, that fucking sucks. I mean, it's still on. Um, I mean, if you still got it downloaded, can you still have it? I think so. Yeah, but okay, there won't be any iOS. updates and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but it's it's obviously because of all of the um, lawsuits that Epic have been handing around to Google and Apple and stuff. And so yeah, yeah. So that surprises me then that it's still on iOS. Well, um, it, it's go- it was Google's store. decision, not not epics yeah. obviously um but yeah just annoying that one epic of bought Bandcamp. just leave it alone <laughs> um and two now that's resulted in a worse deal for Bandcamp users and people who yeah yeah make mon- a lot of money through Bandcamp. yeah um they had a good discussion on giant bombcast uh when that news broke uh, and Jeff was talking about all the ways that he could see why Epic would want to buy Bandcamp. And when he explained it, it made a lot of sense. And I can't remember what any of them were. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, yeah, the way he explained it, it was like, oh, I can kind of see why Epic would want a game streaming. I mean, part of the reason was for games like Fortnite, which is a gigantic marketing tool that musicians love to use yeah mm-hmm. like when they had that um they, they've had like concerts they have like ariana in, grande and there's a couple of yeah yeah, yeah. Done stuff and yeah and i'll have tie-in emotes and skins and stuff like that because like just like dan olsen said in his in his excellent video about Fortnite, it is a storefront with a game attached to it yep. yeah at this point um and the thing is, when you talk about like kind of um, you know the the metaverse and all that kind of stuff, you know oh, that, that's, that's that's a prime position, isn't it? For like Fortnite to just suddenly expand into right, this is a hub now. This is a hub to go anywhere and do anything, and you know get onto your whatever in the metaverse. What a horrible vision of the future! Shoot me now. Do you not want Mate, like PlayStation right. Home all over again? Exactly. Hey, PlayStation Home was a beautiful thing. My favourite thing about that was like... PlayStation Home was fantastic. Why did you build in redundancy? Why could you only have five players, you know, play bowling? You know, why did you all have I to... I don't know. Queue, why did you have to queue up for things? <laughs> like, why, why in a virtual world are you you kind of putting all this... Because that's life, Chazzy. 
ridiculous. It was um, it was amazing. Like I go back every now and then and watch uh, when Giant Bomb did their uh, um, PlayStation Home is closing down stream, and it was like all of these like bespoke rooms, yeah, like areas that had been built in the game to promote video games from like ten years ago. Yeah, like um the godfather video game it's like who fuck remembers the godfather video game like <laughs> they they came and went and nobody remembers them but there was still a godfather video game area in playstation home and oh man Brilliant. yeah like the playstation home was a weird cultural artifact and i kind of yeah wish it still existed uh, it didn't make any monetary sense for it to still exist, but purely as like a a slice of like really weird internet history. Like early two thousands, like yeah, like you say, internet yeah. history. Yeah, early yeah, early uh, well, like mid two thousands. It was like PlayStation three. Yeah, on wasn't it? So like from from like yeah, two thousand six <laughs> sort of to when they closed it down. What five years ago? Whatever. Yeah. Maybe no, probably less than five years ago. Actually, mm. can't remember. A good, no. I mean, yeah, it was. It, it, it had a good like decade or so of existence, yeah. uh, and it was a weird and wonderful thing. And <laughs> I kind of wish it still existed. There's nothing really quite like it anymore. Um, yeah. Is there still like Second Life and stuff like that? Yeah, that still exists. Yeah, and it's still Habbo Hotel as many still exists as usual. Not sure about Habbo. <laughs> I don't think Habbo. I used still to use Habbo Hotel. Oh yeah, I used to use Habbo. Yeah, great. It was great. So many weird things happened there. Do you remember the pool? The pool invasion? You, no, it was. Uh, you can't go in the pool. Yeah, pool's closed. This the pool's closed. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so many weird, <laughs> like, uh, like, oh man, there needs to be like an internet museum that like catalogs some of these weird things that happened in like the early days of web 2.0 mm. yeah i'm sure there's there's um, there'll be something stuff somewhere. like that doesn't happen anymore sorry there'll be something somewhere that has you know all of this there'll be a book or something like that yeah but like um, stuff that happened in the like the early days of web 2.0 just doesn't happen anymore right it doesn't feel like it it, do you know what? Do you know the the nearest we've got to it in recent times? I feel anyway, was mm-hmm. Reddit's April Fool this year, which was the wonderful subreddit Place. Yeah, Place they're, was. They're, yeah, they've done that before. Yeah, but Place was. Oh my god, so good, excellent. I love that. Those like three or four days were just. Oh, they were lovely because it 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 made everyone feel connected somehow even yeah. though like just uh very quickly for anyone who didn't know places like it was an april fool's thing they did like five years ago and then yeah. again this year it was like a giant canvas uh and you could change the color of one pixel on the canvas once every five minutes yeah that's right uh and whole communities came together to create so artwork the f the f1 and subreddit then, had like loads of little bits they had like cars and all the logos yeah. of all the teams and and a, and a nico rosberg exploding thing um 
But then, and like, there were it started wars out, between <laughs> there were wars between countries, <laughs> like uh, Turkey and um, some weird streamer. Turkey guy. and Spain and Spain against France. Uh, the Netherlands were just cool as anything. Uh, you know, they they just yeah. built a massive flag over the top, and then they put little yeah. bits of artwork on that um, represented their country. They had like a load of daffodils. Uh, yeah. Sorry, tulips. I had a load of tulips um, and some windmills. Bicycles, windmills. A Max Verstappen car. Oh, cheese. Um, yeah. uh, Germany quietly took over the whole map. Yeah, Germany literally built a massive flag across the entirety of... <laughs> a massive flag across the entirety of it. And then kind of copied no a bit one, of the No one touched them. Yeah, no one did yeah, it. And, no one touched them. And then the French turned up. And just claimed oh God. And a fucking massive things. flag in the bottom left and got attacked for days. Um, they did some pretty. It was cool a. Things to be fair, it end. wasn't the French. It was a French streamer and his followers oh, and okay. an army of bots. Yeah, they did. Some it wasn't cool the stuff French in the end. Like the R slash um, France were like posting all over the place, being like, "Don't blame us. Yeah. It's not us. It's nothing to do with us. It's this French streamer who is who is like, he, he was like, um, him and that that French Canadian streamer were were fighting a war against each other, and then like, um, Hassan Pika was like leading the charge of like Turkish streamers." Um, to push back against it and there was like a Spanish streamer all trying to push back against this one French streamer but he had so many bots yeah. placing pixels um, um, I mean the artwork they did was pretty nice yeah yeah in, was, in like, the end it was Zidane's nice. face for, and for like move. 12 hours it was just a massive French flag with nothing on yeah 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 um, but no um, anyway um, yeah place was lovely um, for the short time it existed yeah. it really brought a sense of community to the to the internet again and um mm. there, there, there was yeah there if you didn't a... see it do yourself a favor uh, go on youtube and watch a time lapse mm. of yeah. the whole thing because it's a trip there is a website as well which where you can zoom in on the finished place map uh and it someone's mm. gone to great lengths to like put hover overs so you can see exactly what communities built what and what they all mean and stuff um which is very nice <laughs> what's the explanation for the the void I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the, void, the chaos void in the middle yeah. was yeah, that was interesting. Something special. Um, uh, but yeah, no, really. But that's really like that's like weird. It's like this has only been the second one, but there's already like set rules. There will always be a void. Mm -hmm. There will always be the blue corner. Blue corner. Rainbow. Don't touch the blue corner. Rainbow Road. Yeah, Rainbow Road will always be there. Um. um yeah, it's like, this is only the second time it's ever happened, but it's already, like, established protocol on, like, what should appear in what places on yeah. the canvas. I wish they'd do it every year, to be honest. I th it wouldn't be as special, I suppose. Um, no. But I mean, still, once a year is going to be special. Yeah, I suppose. Once every five years is a little bit too much. I don't want to wait five years wait again for it to happen. Yeah. I feel like it must cost them a lot of yeah. money in server time. Because it's like it's Reddit. Like they've they've got enough money. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. They're making that Reddit gold money. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, and I mean, there's so many adverts on Reddit these days. Uh, so I'm sure they're fine. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was in, it was interesting. But yeah, yeah, and I know what you mean. Like that's that's the that's the nearest thing to like those weird sort of like internet cultural events. Yeah. 
that you would only used to get in places like Habo Hotel and whatnot yeah. um, that just don't exist anymore. Sad time. I, Web 3.0 fucking sucks already and we haven't even started it. <laughs> Fuck you, Zuckerberg. Um, shall we wrap this up? Because yeah. we really <laughs> lost the plot at this point. Rambling. Um, yeah, any, any other business? AOB... Not from me. No? No, not from me. No, okay. I'm going to send you some videos of Thocky keyboards so you can nice. see what I'm, the sort of thing I'm getting into. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, well, thanks very much for joining me, gentlemen. As always, it's an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Uh, thanks, dear listener, for listening to us. Um Nothing especially exciting going on at the moment. We maybe maybe we should get back into streaming some stuff again I was soon. Say, right? Yeah, I might. I'm, maybe we should. Maybe I should start. Yes, I feel like we try and start. Yeah, have everyone laugh at me for jumping every ten minutes. But also, <clears> we <throat> haven't had like a good multiplayer night for a no, while. Yeah, we should, we should find out. something silly we that get we can back, like play. It's just going to be the fun. Murder boys back together and get hell yeah. Together. That's what we should do. Yeah, let's get some. There's another map. There's a new it, map, right? right? Good excuse. That is the airship map or something. Um, so that was another thing that was weird on place, like the number of um, uh, Among Us aliens, or as I found out, they're called Amogi. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> That's the plural. Is Amogi hidden everywhere? <laughs> everywhere, hidden <laughs> in artwork. Lots and lots of little pixel Among Us deeds. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to playing some Among Us, see if we can pull together enough people to yeah. get a session going, because that was good fun. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Thanks very much for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. Chura! Bye! Bye! Bye.